Welcome to Boiling Point. Climate change has already caused some animal species to migrate and to seek new and more suitable habitat. But how do plants deal with climate change? They can't just walk away and find a new place to live. Or can they? It turns out they can. Our guest today will tell us all about the migration of plants and the other mechanisms they use to cope with the changing climate. Listen to the story in just a moment. Welcome back to Boiling Point, the weekly science show on Eastside 89.7 FM. I'm your host, Griff, and today we also have my co-host, Liz, in the studio today with me. Hello. But our special guest today is Inna Osmolovsky. Inna is a PhD student at UNSW Sydney and studies the smart ways of how plants are reacting to the warming climate. Welcome to the show, Inna. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. So, Inna, our climate is changing, there is no doubt. We have already seen massive consequences extreme weather conditions, more droughts, more heavy rainfall and floodings. And it's a big issue for people and animals alike. But we don't often talk about plants when it comes to climate change. You know, how does climate change affect plants? So we see, as you said, the effects of climate change all around us. Everything is actually getting hotter. And as you said, plants can just grow legs and move. But actually, we do see the effect on, of climate change on plants everywhere. So we see that plants are... Um, flowering earlier than they used to. Some plants are sprouting in areas that they never have grown before in, in much colder climates. So we just see it all around us and even in plants. So what are some of the ways that plants are actually able to move to these different regions? Like how are they, where are plants moving and how are they doing it? So plants, the main way in which plants are moving is through seed dispersal. So you can think of a coconut that uses water to disperse to very far away beaches. Other plants like, I don't know, raspberries travel through the digestive guts of animals or just catch on the fur of other animals and travel that way. And if they fall in a favorable environment, they hopefully can sprout and grow. So it depends on which way they land, I guess. Right. So in your PhD, which method of plant region shifting are you studying? So I'm not studying the method exactly. I'm just studying how they are doing it. Um, Sea dispersal is the most common way that we can think of. Um, There are other more unique ways, like, for example, clonal plants. They just grow other parts of themselves that can just sprout in other areas. and move that way, but it's a much slower way to progress. Right. So could you tell us a little bit about your project and what you're studying? So the first thing I did was um, a kind of global synthesis of the knowledge we have on how plants are responding to climate change um, and just measuring how they are shifting. And I found out that a lot of plants are actually not doing what we expect them to do. So as areas become warmer, we expect them to go to colder climates. But we find a very large amount, um, more than 20% of species that are actually moving to hotter climates. Right. So you'd think that as temperatures warmer, they would be moving to colder areas, but some are actually moving in the opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. Which is very strange. So So how do you study plant migration? Like, how do you observe it in in the environment? So you usually start with records. So you have to be lucky and have some scientists 100 years ago to have walked in a certain area and recorded which plants are have been there, which is very common in some areas like Europe, for example, but very rare in other areas like in parts of Africa or South America. And 
what you basically do is is come to the same place and just resurve it and find if the plants are staying in the same place or maybe they shifted their distribution slightly to the north or to the south or to any other direction so is there quite a lot of research being done on this project or is it relatively a new thing that's starting to be observed so first records of plants and animals shifted uh, started to show as early as the 90s and the first um, global research of how plants and animals are responding to climate change came in 2003 um, which just gave an overwhelming evidence of global response of the nature natural world to climate change right that's really interesting so how much are there estimates of how many plant species or how much plant species have shifted in the where they're being found in the last like 50 or 100 years so it's very variable some plants are moving very fast and to like massive uh, distances so there are records of plants that moved 200 kilometers from their wow. uh, natural environment and are shifting as fast as 40 kilometers per year that which is, is insane. amazing but other plants are like not moving at all or moving right. very slowly and the interesting thing is that we don't know to predict which plants would move faster or which won't move at all. Is there certain places, like depending on, like I imagine that places that are closer to the poles because they're cold, like all year round there's less shifting occurring there? Is it more in specific places that shifting is occurring more greatly? So climate change is not happening uniformly all across the globe. Some areas are getting hotter much mm. quicker than other areas. For example, Australia is getting warmer much slower than other areas in Europe, for example, which mm. is lucky for us, I guess. Um, and in my study, I did find a correlation. So species that are found in warmer areas tend to shift faster. But we also have a problem that some areas are not as researched. So there are much less research about plants shifting in Australia. We have currently only one study that is published on Australian plants. So it's hard to tell exactly how plants are shifting in different areas because most of the studies are from Europe. Right. I imagine because plants are so important to the ecosystem and the environment, I imagine that as plant, like where plants are found shifts, that has a massive cascading effect on the rest of the, of the ecosystem. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so there is a lot of evidence that plants are like ecosystem builders or like the first thing you would put in your house might be a plant if you're an animal. And then <laughs> like it's this fern is a, nice is a nice couch for this frog or this tree is the house of some birds. So we think that as there is this reshuffling of all plants, it will reshuffle the whole ecosystem. And we might see in the future ecosystems we never saw before. So combinations mm -hmm. of plants and animals that never were together before climate change. Wow. Are there, like, in terms of how this will affect, like, agriculture and, like, all humans, is there evidence already occurring of how that will impact us? So I didn't study specifically crops or um, food plants, I guess. Um, but there is evidence that plants or crops are not able to grow in the areas they grew before. So we have to open fields in much more northern or southern areas than we did before. Um, but we also need to talk about nature because changing nature and like how we depend on natural world is also important. 
um, some plants might just go extinct because they don't have the ability to shift as fast or they are maybe um, moved or maybe they are moved by other plants and just cannot keep up with the competition. Right. I agree. That sounds like a really like big problem. Is there any key pathway of how we can solve this solution or help remedy this problem? Or is there, besides the efforts to mitigate climate change, are there any specific interventions that can be made? Yeah. So there are two different ways of thought, I guess. Some people are saying we need to help the plants to shift faster because they are also um, facing some land fragmentation. So imagine a road just passing through your habitat and some plants are unable to just spread their seeds far enough to get like overcome this barrier. Um, the other way of thought is saying, oh, those plants are growing in places they never grew before. Those are invasive plants. We don't we- right. want them. They are weeds. But I think that those plants are moving naturally. And if we would try to fight them or maybe even try to help the wrong plants, mm. we will just disturb a natural process and we might end up with much more biodiversity loss than we are facing yeah. currently. So, yeah, I think maybe just let them run their natural course right. is the best way to do it. Right. Go. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, I actually, I do have a question. So... um and maybe this is very a strange question, but is there any correlation or there's, has anyone looked at what the fungi are doing underground with them? Because I know that like microhaze and stuff like that is a community underground. They communicate with the different trees and they work with the trees. So is there, has anyone looked at how maybe maybe one of the another reason why they're moving is because because of climate change, it's affecting the the fungi and the fungi are moving. And so they're moving, too. There is much less research on fungi because people are not interested enough in things that grow beneath so the soil. Sad. Yes, so very sad. sad. Um, but there is evidence of some disequilibrium or some mismatch between plants and their friends. So like bees or other pollinators and also maybe some fungi that help. So some plants, for example, shift much faster than their friendly bee that pollinates them and they need to find new ways to reproduce or survive which might be a little bit hard. But some plants do keep up with their friends. In those circumstances where they plants are being forced to adapt to their new environment, has there been signs where, or have there been examples where plants have created new strategies or new characteristics? Yes, so there is a lot of examples of changes that are more in how plants are behaving rather than where they are growing. So, for example, there is a lot of evidence that plants are flowering much earlier than they used to to avoid the very hot period of the year. There is also some evidence that some plants are have much shorter li- lifespan, so they sprout and seed much quicker than they used to just because they have to keep up with climate. They, so they have two different ways in which they can cope. They can try to shift and keep up with where they feel comfortable, or, th- or they can try and adapt. So they might change how they are growing or how fast they are growing. If they can't do any of those, they will probably go extinct, which is very sad. Wow. On a very different note, what made you decide to do research on this topic? So I started my PhD offshore um, because of COVID. 
And we thought with my supervisor of a project I could do from my home um, with a computer, basically. And she suggested to do a global synthesis of how plants are responding to climate change. And from there, I just researched it and I had so many more questions that I wanted to answer. And yeah, so I guess the topic picked me in a way. Um. That's really cool. And I, I have noticed a trend that like that's when we get interested in something, we, there's always something else that you want to learn because there's so many more questions and so many more questions than answers. So that's really cool. So you moved across. If you don't mind me asking, where did you move from? So I moved from Israel um, to Australia. Yeah. Very nice. And how are you enjoying Australia? It's very fun. I love Australia very much. The people are very nice. Um, I also love the UNSW community just around me. Um, people are really, really nice here. The weather, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very fair, especially we all were coming in this morning and there was rain out of yes. nowhere. Yes. <laughs> so fun. Very. <laughs> very nice. So... You talked about that you, you were interested in the topic. What did you do before coming? Like, what did you study beforehand? So I did my master's on uh, plant speciation. So how different plants or plant species are evolving, uh, which was quite interesting. Um, it's a very big change of topics from that to plant shifting. But yeah. in, in some ways, I feel like there might be a slight correlation just because like as we get more plant species, it might be kind of due to them moving and stuff like that. So that's super cool. Very nice. Yeah. So there is actually a lot of research about hybridization. I Ooh. Maybe there is the most famous uh, story is about how polar bears are hybridizing or breeding with grizzly bears in North America. Wow. I've heard of and that. And then you yeah. have the... Brisley, I think. I don't the remember. Brisley, yeah, I, like, I don't remember. It's a good name. I don't Polarly remember. or something. Yeah, I, I don't remember how they are called. But so it's happening all across um, the world and plants are hybridizing and animals are hybridizing. This is just the most common or famous story. Really cool. Do you think there'll be more of that due to like climate change and just the world changing? Yes. Yeah, so there is also examples of invasive species that are like finding new mates in their new range. Um, so they are actually creating new species in a way, like because they are hybridizing and yeah. That wow. is really cool. Really, really cool. So if like, it sounds like you have so much that you're eager to study about and if you, is there anything like in the future that you're really looking forward to studying or you would want to research into more? Yes, yeah, so the one thing that is really interesting to me is why so many species are shifting in the opposite direction. Why would species go into warmer climates? Like, if I'm hot, I'll go to a well-conditioned room. I will not go to, like, a hotter place on my own. <laughs> so why are, yeah, like, why are they doing that? Like, what happens? So this is very interesting to right. me. Right. Is there any early evidence of why they might be doing that? Yeah, so some papers suggest that those plants are actually taking advantage of the chaos created by climate change. So we know that there are some plants that are shifting, others are changing how they are behaving, others are just going extinct sadly. And some plants say, haha, this is my moment to shine. There are new empty areas that I can invade into. So they're kind of opportunistic plants that just... Right take advantage of the environment but it doesn't mean that they're bad in any way they just 
They're just making the best out of a yeah, bad situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. What do you think we should do about that? Should we let them do that? Because it seems like it might like lessen the diversity that we already have. So we are facing biodiversity loss as it is, and there are a lot of different threats to it. So climate change is one, invasive species in, is another. But I think one of the major questions we could ask is if this is like if we are fighting a lost cause and if we would fight the plants that will survive, mm. will we have, have anything, anything left? Right. That is and a maybe very good question. maybe those are just the resilient plants and maybe those are the plants that will go through us in like the next 200 years those are our new ecosystems our new environments yeah it seems like basically allowing the natural process to work is that mm. this is what happens this is a natural part of the evolution of plants mm. and animals and things very yeah. nice so interestingly there is also evidence of plants shifting um in past glacier or ice ages Ooh. they were just shifting in the opposite direction right. oh. so this is just a natural phenomenon um, I think what we need to fight is just climate change or try to mitigate it, but not how plants specifically are responding to yeah. it. I think you're very yes. right in the sense that like we have created this problem as humans, but we need to do our part to stop on our end, but we've just got to let them react how they're going to react. I agree. <laughs> So you've talked a lot about your first your first um, kind of thing you did your first part of your research was doing a um, doing an analysis of literature. What is your next part of your project? So my next part will be more hands on. So I will go and look into Australian plants and hopefully find some that are moving to warmer areas and compare them to plants that are moving to colder areas and see if the relationships with other plants and animals around them are changing and maybe this is what promotes them to shift in different ways. So maybe some are gaining new friends like pollinators and cute bees or maybe they're escaping their bad enemies like things that eat them so nasty caterpillars i love caterpillars they're very <laughs> cute um so maybe they escape those baddies and find new friends and this is what makes them move faster to warmer areas wow have you got any specific areas in mind that you want to do some research in so i think i will focus on the east coast of australia just because it's very close to home <laughs> that would be so great yeah very cool so I know we talked about right before this that you were thinking of giving us a song. So do you want to talk about the song? Yes. So I really want to you to put uh, Smoko uh, by The Chats. Um, this is a very Australian song and one of my friends, Zoe Zirokostas, who is also a fellow plant ecologist, just um, played it to me once and I really loved it. <laughs> um, I think it's very funny and I think everybody should listen to it as well. Awesome. Well, Inna, thank you so much for coming on the show. It thank was really you. great to hear about your, your research and your take on like natural selection and how plants are adapting to climate change. Thank you again for having me. This was Boiling Point, the weekly science show on Eastside 89.7 FM. We will be back next week with a new science story. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. One, two, three, four.
34 degrees. The Queensland harsh summer heat. I'm sweating buckets up and down my street.